It's good to be back, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite show, Pay It Forward. It's still your favorite show. It's a show where I get the chance to be authentic with you guys. It's the the show where I get the chance to tell y'all what I'm experiencing and pay it forward. This is going to be kind of a reintroduction to the show, and I'm going to be talking about some specific things. Uh, some things that have been on my heart for a while and most importantly just kind of setting back into the groove of um, doing my podcast because man I enjoy doing this man I I love talking to people um, and I love being able to at times share my story I always kind of took the identity of being a storyteller but as time is coming on I'm starting to realize that you know I don't always like to feel like I have to talk and be there but there's a part of me that feels like if I don't then you know maybe I'm not needed and we're going to get more into that in a minute but just to reintroduce y'all um this is still Mr. Brandon Wade you feel me you know you can call me B2 you can call me B Square. you can still call me whatever you want to call me but you got to follow the rule and I know it's been a long time since I brought it up but just in case y'all forgot you can call me whatever you want to call me as long as it's nice. That's still the rule, bro, and it's going to always stay the rule, all right? So, for everybody that is new and just kind of joining in, welcome back and um, welcome if this is your first time uh, being a part of this podcast, man. You know, you part of the Pay It Forward gang, you part of the Pay It Forward crew. I don't really have a, a, a nickname yet, but as time goes on, maybe I'll come up with one. Um Bro, authenticity is a journey, man. I I didn't think it was going to be like this. You know, I'm in an interesting place in my life where pretty much everything is working out for me um, externally and internally. I know I feel like I know less about myself and more about myself than I've ever known. And weirdly enough, or how I feel is it's a lot of grief too. Cause man, I, I don't have that same barometer that I used to. I always kind of used to judge things based upon what I saw in other people, people in which I looked up to. And I think it's healthy to have mentorship and people that you admire and things like that, that are in a different place than you, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, financially, mentally, that are in a bit that are in a, a greater place than you are. And so you can learn from them. You know, there's no shame in learning from somebody that is more versed and better versed in your field than you are. So, you know, I I believe in that um, the two main mentors that I had in my life throughout my life were my biological dad and um, uh, a spiritual mentor and father figure that I had uh, in my life for about five years. But he passed away and so did my dad. Um, they pretty much passed away a year after each other. My dad passed away in 2019 and he passed away mid 2020. So I'm still in a lot of ways grieving that. I don't even know where to even have start with some of that stuff. Um, and it's kind of been a recollection and a reconnection for me. You know, I'm, um, I've, I don't, I feel weird when it comes to the area of talking about spirituality. Like in some ways I do, in some ways I don't. Um, but I guess in a, in, in, in a fashion, um, 
I would say that I've grown in spirituality. You know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I've said that before. You know, I'm, I'm I it it gets a little bit weird when I get into the term Christian or Christianity because there's a lot going on there, and I am more or less just interested in what what God's overall plan is and what he intends to do for the people as opposed to the politics that kind of go on in Christianity. And I, I, there's a lot of things here to touch on, but, and maybe I'll be talking for longer than my normal uh, 45 minutes or so, but we'll see if it goes longer than uh, there'll just be two segments. And I'm just going to kind of get into the habit of just going until I stop. You feel me? Um, so, I guess I'll start with kind of a recap since, you know, it's uh, 2021 now and there's um, some people that, you know, may not really know who really I am and kind of like what Pay It Forward is and how it start and things of that nature. So it's going to be like sort of a recap. And then, you know, as I go on, I'll just talk about some things that have been important to me and just see kind of where it goes from there. So in essence, pay it forward kind of started in me just trying to find my voice. Um, I, you know, again, I grew up in a, a household where, you know, my dad was very, very authoritarian. You know, he believed that things were supposed to be a certain way. He believed that I was supposed to live a certain life and he was not shy about trying to make that happen. Um, he was not overly dictator like in which, you know, he was going to control every step that I made, but he was definitely not above manipulation of any sort so there was a lot of emotional and mental manipulation there was a lot of gaslighting and stuff that went on there where you know and these are all just terms that I learned over time you know my dad was he he cared a lot but he had his own personal fears and things of that nature and he just kind of feared that I was just going to be some you know just some deadbeat in life and I don't I never really explored just how deeply those fears ran with him but I just know that they affected my life a lot and when I went to, um, I started going to Pasadena City College, uh, and, and dang, I can't remember. I feel like in some ways, it's almost like I've been there like two years, but man, I've, I've, I've been there a whole lot longer than two years. It's been the longest two and a half years. I'm pretty sure I've been there closer to four. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there too. You know, when I started going there, it was the first time that I had done any kind of exploration in my own life. I, I caught the bus there, you know, I caught the bus there and back. It used to be a two, two hour, two and a half hour journey quite easily every day, every Monday through Thursday, I catch the bus there, but I can tell you that I never felt more fulfilled. I felt so fulfilled, man. I would, I would be going and, and I, I just could get away from, you know, the, the stresses that were going on with my dad. And for once, everything that was going on was all me. You know, it was, it was God through me, but it was, it was all me. You know, it was, it was. Brandon, you know, I didn't, for once it wasn't Robert Wade's son, you know, who my dad's name was Robert Wade, you know, it wasn't Robert Wade's son, it was, it was Brandon, you know, I, I could finally just have space to breathe and think for myself, and, um, you know, I, I really latched onto that, you know, and I can just remember um, trying to find myself, and I had my share of, you know, challenges and stuff, but man, um, that time in Pasadena City College was one of the best times of my life. And I never didn't think it was going to be that, but looking back on how things were 
and even some of the experiences I had, man, I, I, I can say that that was one of the best times of my life. Uh, there were things in which I got to experience while I was there. Um, I found a lot of love for uh, television and radio because that was the program that I got involved in, the TVR program. And I had a lot of love there. I've had a lot of love there for the for the staff and for the people. They poured a lot into me. They taught me a lot about television and radio, about how to do interviews and things like that. And I didn't know anything about that. You know, I, I ended up being somebody that, um, you know, they called on at times and even though I lived really far away in the sense of the amount of time it took me to travel, uh, for, for the most part, it, yeah, I lived really far from, from PCC, but I just enjoyed being there, man. Like I, I would, I would be there and had I been able to be there longer in some situations, I would have. And, uh, pay it forward really started, uh, towards the end of my time at PCC. Again, I say it's two and a half years with extra steps. Because technically, I probably should have only been there about two years or so. But man, I was definitely there a lot longer than two years. Um, it was it was it was two years with extra steps. That's why I say so. Um, toward the end of my period of time, my dad was um, dying of cancer, and um, I really didn't know how to handle that situation. I couldn't stop what was going on. You know, there was a lot of pain that I was constantly hearing in in and out of the house. I really didn't know what to do. So I just threw myself into being involved with school. Um, and I remember deciding, you know, it, 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 I believe that it was just an unction from God because I, I started pushing myself and trying new challenges and stuff. And I was wondering why I was putting myself in all these situations. But one of them was that in order for me to have the certificate I needed, I need to do this radio program. And they, you know, they asked me like, did you want to do a radio show or whatever? Like, you know, you could have your own content, whatever it is, you know, as long as it's, you know, pretty much PG or PG 13 and it follows the rules of the school. And I said, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And I had always been a little apprehensive. I mean, I knew how to operate the boards. I learned very well. I had some great teachers. So I knew the radio protocol. I knew how to operate the board and stuff like that. But I was just thinking, what type of show could I possibly have? Like, what could this possibly become for me? Like, there's nothing that I feel like I have to talk about that much. So I remember sitting in, in there thinking when I was signing my name up for the show. And I was thinking, God, what am I going to make? that I could talk about with people. Cause I'm thinking, okay, maybe I could talk about electronics. Cause I like electronics and talk about video games or something like that, or maybe just something around school. And I'm just trying to think of something sort of creative or whatever. And then this is what came to me. I sit there and I said, you know what, what could I talk about if I couldn't get any guests, if I couldn't get any interviews, if I could just talk for an hour, what could I talk about for a whole hour that if nobody else was there, what could I talk about? And the answer just came to me. Talk about positivity. So that's what I did. And I said, wow, I like that idea. Because if nothing else, I'm going to have talked about positivity for an hour. That helped me because I was constantly dealing with the fact that my dad was constantly going through, you know, anguish while he's suffering from the, the pain of whatever he's going through when he's dealing with this cancer. And I can't stop that. You know, we're, we're trying to do this and everything is just falling apart at my house. So I'd rather talk about positivity for an hour, you know, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, I said, you know what? I don't really have a name for it. And I'm thinking, well, I always heard that term pay it forward. I said, you know what? That's what I'm going to name it. Pay it forward. And it's going to be my gift to the school. It's going to be kind of like my my thumbs up, my, you know, my my 
my applause and my, my sort of goodbye to the school in a way of saying like, I love y'all, you know, like, thanks for everything. So this is kind of like a pay it forward. So first it was just going to initially just be like a a campus show kind of just like, okay, well I'll talk about positive things that are happening on campus, you know, positive events and things like that. And then, and so I got to interview some really cool people. I got to interview our, our, our Dean, uh, Liesl Reinhardt, um, there's a really cool woman. Uh, we, I, I have her interview somewhere in our archives. Uh, but I got to interview her. She's a really cool person and really down to earth. Um, I learned a lot about networking and stuff while I was doing pay it forward. And I learned about reaching out to people and I learned about the idea of saying, Hey, you know, maybe if some, they're interested, you know, they'll find out. So, you know, I got a lot of yeses. Um, I interviewed a few, you know, kind of local kind of up and coming names, uh, some, a few minor sort of celebrity names and stuff. Um, and I kind of had a little, you know, gimmick going. I interviewed some people around the school when they were having productions and stuff. And I kind of got really into it. I really started to like doing pay it forward. And I was like, wow, you know what? This is pretty cool. And the cool thing about it was it was something that I had to my own name. Like, I know that some of y'all that have been through some households and some difficult things, and I'm just wanted to let y'all know that not only do I empathize with you, I sympathize with you. Some of y'all come from authoritarian houses. Some of y'all come from houses where there aren't really any boundaries and things of that nature. And people don't have any respect for privacy and things of that stuff. Y'all know what it's like when you almost feel like nothing is your, you have nothing to your own name. Everything that you have and have done and all these things like that. Here comes somebody taking credit, whether it's a big brother, whether it's a dad, whether it's uncle. Maybe there's somebody in your life that has made it feel like everything that you do is because of them. And that's kind of how I felt. Um, I'd even have one of um, an art teacher who I look uh, fondly on. Um, he, He had always told me I tried to create a lot of art. I'd done some photography and stuff like that, but I couldn't do anything other than photography around my struggles my my traveling back and forth on the bus and I remember he told me he said you know I'm really excited to see what will happen when you break free of that but man it seems like this thing has you trapped you know because you you can't it seems like you can't break free of this this experience and pay it forward was my way of breaking free you know it was my way of being able to express things in the way that I wanted to it was probably one of the first times that I ever took a hold of my own idea and was like, I'm going to do this. And I have to still give, you know, I give glory to God because the idea, I'm I'm certain that it wasn't just my own idea it was given to me. Nevertheless, it was an idea that, you know, he allowed me to take and run with it. So, man, look, here I am. And, and regardless of your spirituality, I'm just trying to connect with that. You know, you may believe in Jesus like I do. You could believe anything, you know, but I'm trying to speak to the core value of what it's like to feel sometimes dehumanized. You know, even if somebody doesn't mean to, trauma can be really dehumanizing. And that's how I felt. And so um, doing pay it forward was almost a relief. It was for an hour. I knew that I could say whatever was on my heart, whatever was on my mind. And I made a point that if I was going to talk to people, I was going to talk like there was one person across from me that was listening to me. I didn't care whether it was going to be 100 people listening, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, a million people. It's irrelevant. I was going to talk like it was going to be one person listening to me. And if one person listened to this download and was like, you know what, I feel like I'm not alone, then pay it forward has done what its purpose was. 
someone that has felt that way, learning his own journey, experiencing things and paying it forward without expecting anything in return and giving like it was like you're genuinely supposed to give in life. And so I was feeling really good about that. I would have my 15 minutes of positivity and stuff like that. And I had little segments and stuff. And I would always talk about the cool, positive things that happened. And so the show generally was about positivity. And I love doing that. You know, it gave me a a fantastic kind of stick when I would be talking to people because I'd be like, man, you know, who's going to say no? It's very difficult for you to say no to a show that's pretty much only going to highlight the positive exploits that you did. So I'm like, yeah, I could do that. You know, you know, get people interview, say, hey, look, I really like what you're doing. And it made me gave me an opportunity to be curious about people, about their well-being, you know, and then I would learn things and I would be like, whoa, that was really cool. I got to experience what it was like to do research for my projects and do research for my show. And I felt good. It was something that I had to my own name. And it has always been that. And it was one, like I said, it was one of the first things that I had to my own name. So as time passed, though, you know, my dad, you know, he just got worse and worse. And, you know, he um, he died right around the time that I did the interview with um, uh, my 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 dean. I think it was I think we had I had just finished the interview and he had listened to it. And it was, that was about maybe three or four days before he died. And I asked him, you know, could you listen to this? You know, I said, Dad, I know you're going through a lot right now. And I said, well, but if you're interested, I'm going to be on the radio tonight. And I want you to listen. And I, if you can, you know, and I, I mean, I didn't know what type of pain he was going through. But I just said, could you, you know, if you're interested, could you listen to it? And he was laying in bed. But my dad was still sharp in his mind. So he said, yeah, yeah, I'll listen to it. He said, just uh, let me know when it is. And that was one of the last conversations him and I really had was, you know, I came back and my dad was notorious for always giving me critiques about things, about, you know, my show and about things of that nature. And so, you know, he would always kind of say, you know, well, you need to change this. You should probably think about this and that. He always gave great advice. It's just the pain that came from it being sometimes unsolicited and sometimes it was just lacking and it was lacking a lot of uh, empathy and things of that nature. But he gave great advice. And I remember I came back and I had finished the interview and I finally came back because it would take me long to get back to the house. I finally got back to the house and, you know, I, I sat with my dad and he he, he he looked at me and he said, you did a good job, boy. He said, you 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 seem like you got your show together. You know, it seemed like your interview was kind of flowing and everything like that. You know, I listened to everything and he said, you know, I didn't get all of it, but I came in about halfway through or mid like the 45 minutes through. And he said, you know, you, 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 you got a, you got a handle on your show. And it might've been one of the few times I think my dad didn't have anything negative or critiquing to say. And in that experience for me, it was the first time for me that, or one of the first times that I can recall that my dad was sort of in a backwards way acknowledging me and saying like, you know, I'm I'm proud of you, you know. My dad would say that he was proud of me, but not super often. And he was kind of saying like, you know, you did something that was yours and I'm proud of you. My dad, he was it was it was very difficult for him to say things like that. And you know, not too long after that he died. And that's when the nature of my show changed because I couldn't just keep up the positivity thing. 
I I couldn't do it. You know, I I just did not have the drive anymore. And then that's when the, the nature of my show changed. I got in contact with some people that were dealing with emotional healing, self-healing, things of that nature. I made some good friends. Um, there's some, there's been some people that have really blessed me in, in the conversations that I've had. I've had some very pivotal conversations with some friends and some people that blessed me. Um, and it, 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 I had uh, three major conversations. Um, one with somebody that, you know, I'm still friends with today, uh, Steve Wood. Uh, he helped me out a lot with, um, working through the initial stages of my grief. Um, Steve and my other friend in Zynga, they've been on my show a couple of times where we just talked about, uh, dating. We talked about the process of dating. We talked about, um, how it applies to, you know, um, masculinity and what that means. And I just had really good conversations and my conversations began, began to become more enriching. They began to become more than just your average positivity stick. It was more like, all right, now that we've gotten past the positive elements, how can we make our lives more enriching, which in, in the end makes our lives more positive. So even though my show is not as glossy positivity as it used to be, it is still at its foundation what it was and what it has always been. Taking the things that have blessed me and have taught me things in life and paying it forward to anyone that has an ear. That's the difference. I've had conversations with a lot of different people, a lot of different places in, 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 in life and emotions and spirituality. But I had three great conversations with people that were pivotal to where my podcast has gone. Steve Wood and Nzinga. Um, they, they, um, they were a pivotal conversation. Uh, Cara Fortier, uh, she was one of my first interviews, um, of playgrounding. Uh, she already had an established podcast. That was another one. And Brian Reeves of Brian Reeves insight. I remember finding Brian Reeves from a post in which he did about, um, he, he was a blogger and I found him because I was following his fiance, um, who does a lot of emotional healing and things of that nature and communication. And I was following her and I didn't even realize that, you know, she had a significant other. And then when I found him, I realized that he, he talked about men and male related things. And I remember reading one of his blogs about how they met and things of that nature. And when I read it, it, it completely resonated with me. It was like somebody was reading my life story. And I remember saying, I got to, I got to interview this guy. I said, and when I do, I'm not going to try to just ask him the questions I think I should ask. I'm going to try to ask him the questions that I really want to ask on this show. I remember thinking, I need to do this for me. And that was another pivotal point in what changed in Pay It Forward. Because Pay It Forward stopped becoming about what do I think will bless the people the most. Pay It Forward started to become more about what is going to influence me, which indirectly will influence the people that listen to me. I stopped having conversations for other people and I started having them for me. And I said, you know what? I need this conversation. I need to know what he knows. I need to understand what he understands. And I remember feeling really excited about the interview. Uh, it ended up being a really good interview and it's still uh, somewhere in the archive. So I believe you can still look up in my earlier episodes of Pay It Forward. And I talk about the conversation I had uh, with uh, Brian Reeves. And it really changed my perspective about... Um, Many different things. 
And that was a pivotal point, which I realized that if I'm going to do pay it forward now, I cannot do it in the auspice of positive vibes only. I cannot do it in the auspice of, of just a venting session. I cannot do it in those auspices because that's not me. I need to come from a place that's real. If I'm going to do anything, I need to be able to constantly seek what is real within me and then give that to the people because it's just, there was nothing else other than that. I could pretend I could put on a show and that's fine. And it would probably make me feel good for that hour, but I would not feel lighter. I would not feel as if I had made a connection And for anybody that understands spirituality, y'all understand just how important it is to make a connection. And that's important to me, making a connection. In everything that I do, I need to make that connection. So pay it forward became about bridging a gap and making a connection, saying what needed to be said, and then just kind of just letting it be what it is. And letting it not be perfect. There were ways that in which I learned how to polish. I learned how to talk. I learned how to express. I learned how to do things in a way that sounded good for radio. And I can still do that today. The skill set is not gone. But the authenticity has grown. And it becoming a podcast was something entirely unexpected. Um, I really didn't expect that it could become a podcast, but I had a teacher, uh, speak to me about that. And, uh, I remember she, she had hit me up and she was just like, would you be interested in making pay it forward a podcast? I was like, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Like I was planning on doing this as a radio show gimmick. I love what, what it's become, but Hey, it is what it is. But she was just like, no, you should really, you know, look into that. I ended up meeting a friend of mine who has also interviewed me on her established podcast. Um, I was connected with her by um, by uh, the, the dean. She connected me with her because there was a project that needed to be done. And I ended up working with her to accomplish something for one of the podcasts that she was producing. And then we just stayed friends. Um, uh, her name is Christina Barcy of uh, Avant House Productions. So everybody getting a shout out today. These are all friends of mine that are still friends of mine today. You know, we all still talk. And we all still, we, we are, we are friends and we have a professional working relationship too. Um, she blessed me a lot and she helped me with a lot of insight. I have a lot of people who have helped me out. Um, uh, one of my, uh, former teachers who, you know, has a podcast now of his own, uh, sign Edom of a two steps ahead podcast and, uh, his former co-host Tara Hokshiro. Uh, they, they blessed me a lot in their, um, in the way that they, uh, encouraged me in, you know, telling and speaking my story. And I've had conversations with all of them that have helped me. I've had a lot of people that have, uh, spoken into my life and have encouraged me. And, um, I ended up going to a podcast convention and I ended up, uh, hanging out with a few different people that were established podcasters. And I can't even remember exactly the process, but I just remember one day there were just some things that happened. And before I knew it, I had all of the equipment and things in which I needed to produce this podcast. And then I was making my own podcast and I was looking up like I've created a podcast. And now pay it forward is free. It's unchained. 
you know, there were certain limitations I had to follow when there were when I was in uh, the studio, you know, that I didn't I had a certain set amount of time. There were certain breaks that I had to have in there. There were certain things that I had to consider and factor in. But because I'm free, there are times I can do whatever I I can say, whatever needs to be said that's on my heart. And that's been a journey for me. You know, and just trying to discover what this is going to mean authentically. What was that going to mean for Brandon? You know, at the end of the day, what was that going to mean? What was that going to mean for everybody that was listening to me? What was that going to mean for what I become? There's a lot of things that I'm still kind of, you know, missing. Sometimes I miss, you know, going in there and just straight sitting in the studio. But then there's other times I can sit and be really just excited about the fact that whenever I have something that's important to say, anything that's hot off the press, I can immediately just speak it. I can just get up there, turn my stuff on and speak it. And the people will be able to hear those that are interested in hearing will be able to hear. I've never really done this for popularity or anything like that. If it gets popular, which I'm certain that at a certain point it will, if it gets popular, then that's great. Fantastic. But half the time I've even had people say, Hey bro, I listen to your podcast. I was like, really? He was like, yeah, man, the one you said about this. And half the time I'm just happy to express, you know, what's being said and just to mirror the people in life that want to be seen and heard because what other thing is this than someone just wanting to be seen and heard and paying it forward what is it so there's a lot of change that's been going on and at the state that it is now um i started again i started pay it forward again in 2020 um, after, you know, there, there was a, a closing due to the school due to COVID-19 and I was no longer able to, you know, produce, you know, the podcast, you know, in a certain degree in the class, but there were some things that worked out in my favor. And then I was able to start pay it forward again in 2020. And now, um, that was just around the time of the, the protest and things of that nature. So 2020 was a turbulent and wild year. And you know, I feel like some of us are still kind of reeling from that year. There's a lot of things that have been taking place. And there's so much that I want to do with Pay It Forward. There's so much I still want to do in my own life. And there's been, I guess, a part of me that's just been, been feeling scared, overwhelmed, you know. I have so many different talents, abilities, gifts, things of that nature. And I feel like, man, I'm only one person. And then sometimes I still feel like I'm looking over my shoulder for that specter that was over my shoulder, my dad, you know, and even that beyond that, my spiritual mentor was always looking over my shoulder and telling me I should and should not. And those specters do not exist anymore. The decisions in which I make are mine. And that is both exhilarating and terrifying. And I'm 30 at this point. So I imagine how many people are older than me, how many people are younger than me and experiencing the same thing. So I'm speaking to everybody. Y'all are not alone. What is it like when you are now accountable for your own choices, even beyond survival? What does it mean to have choices and make choices that go beyond the, the basic instinct to make it to another day? What does it mean to plan for a future? What does that mean to even have the idea of having plans for the future? To expect a future 
What does it even mean? And when I finally saw what it was like when my dad died, that's when I realized that life does inevitably on this earth end. And my dad was one of the most vital people. He was so full of life. He was almost inhuman in the way that he was so full of life. And when I saw him and he was dead, I didn't know what to do. That was permanent. I had never experienced something like that. I Sure, I'd had some people die in my life, but it was different. When it's somebody that you know, that you have spent your whole life with, that you have literally never known a day without that person. And then they're not there. What does that mean? What does it mean when you have achievements and most of your achievements are measured against a canvas of somebody that you almost don't know anything about, but you feel like you know everything about? What does that even mean to say, I am? What does that even mean? And so Pay It Forward has been more of a documentation of my struggles, a documentation of successes I've had, of victories, of blessings, of banging my head against the wall, of pitfalls, of the reality of being neutral. It's like a documentation of all of these things. And sometimes I wonder what's next. And sometimes there's a part of me that just still still feels like I'm just surviving, thinking day by day, every day I wake up, I'm grateful. And, and, and I think we should have some of that in our lives always. And at the same time, we should feel okay with opening ourselves up to the reality that we don't have to just think just day by day by day by day. We're greater than the sum of our achievements. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Plots and plans may not always go the way you planned it, but what happens when inevitably it ends up going better than how you planned it? What happens when it's smoother, easier? We always plan for hard things, but what about easy ones? What about when all the effort you thought you were going to have to put in isn't there? For those who have experienced what it's like to have somebody hanging over your shoulder, you oftentimes think that something worse is going to follow. And then what happens when it doesn't? Because that's been my life. At least that's what I felt. Everything just has been working out for me. And it just continues to get better. And that feels terrifying. So this is my spoken connection to those that are listening. To those that are hearing my voice a return to what pay it forward is an explanation of what it is becoming and a glimpse in the future of what it will be. It is, you are not alone. It is, this is not the end of your story. It is the reality is not a, but, but an, and it's a grab at connection 
it's a grab beyond just being able to speak and say things that sound really good. It's a it's an attempt at myself to learn from my own voice. If I'm going to like hearing my own voice so much, I want to at least learn something from it. It's a grab beyond. You are the sum of your successes and failures because you are not. You are more than the sum of your successes and failures. It is a you are worth the unconditional love. It is this is how we find out how to love ourselves because we're always told that. You know, you look on IG, man, IG, Instagram will have your head spinning with everybody that's got an advice, everybody that's got a word, everybody that knows what God's saying, everybody that knows what the spirit is saying, everybody that knows what the universe is saying, everybody that knows what astrology is saying, everybody that knows everything. Except for how to connect. We know everything but that. We're interested in just saying blanket statements and leaving it at that. Everyone knows everything about money. Everyone knows everything about life, relationships, except for what it means to not know anything. Because we don't know. That's when we're most open. That's when we're most ourselves is when we don't know. Are we okay with that? And so I guess this is just my way of raising my hand. And saying, well, this is me trying. This is me trying to be okay with that. And then paying it forward to everybody that's listening and saying, you know what? This is your pass. This is your permission slip to be okay with that too. I don't even know how valid my permission slip is, but dang it if I ain't going to give it. This is a word for everybody that's lived on a tightrope, walked on a razor's edge, walked on eggshells. You're more than just your ability to balance, to walk the tightrope. You are more, you're worth more. Than the sum of the things that kept the specters off your back. And maybe you didn't have specters in your life. Maybe that wasn't your struggle. But you are worth more than your struggles. There are things that I hopefully will be able to see in my lifetime. The changing of the words that are being said. There's always this glorification of things being challenging and difficult and hard. and We just love hearing about that in most cases. Things that people just say. And don't even realize why they say it. Words like nothing good in life comes easy. And then you look over time. And you start to think. But is that true? Nothing good in life comes easy. Is that really true? And then you look back through the history of people that said that and you realize that they only came. Those were people that had to survive harsh things. Those were people that saw benefits from struggling and winning. And they said that because that was their reality. That was what they understood. 
And that is not the all-encompassing truth. There is more to life than the sum of our achievements. And if you were to ask me, what is that? Well, then that's what I'm here for and pay it forward. It's because I'm figuring that out too. What is beyond the sum of our achievements? Is it not expression? Is it connection? Is it, what is it? That's the part of the journey. I didn't expect this journey to be like this. Didn't, well, I guess you could say I did care. It's had its challenges. But being open has been one of the most fulfilling and rewarding. And in many ways, it's been easy to be open. It is profoundly easy sometimes to drop those things, to drop those stigmas. It can be that. Because they're weights. They're weights on us. They are weights the identities in which we are crammed into in most cases they are weight on us we are weighed down by expectations by perceptions by what somebody said we should be we don't even get the chance to look for ourselves somebody said I'm scared that you won't be so I'm gonna make you I try to be somebody that connects with myself, connects with my own feelings, connects with what it is I'm looking for. Just somebody willing to connect. And I'm like, what does all of this mean? I always figured that if I figured out what it meant, whatever the logical answer was, that that would somehow bring me a sense of safety, a sense of certainty. But the logical answer is not necessarily the answer that does that. It's not even really what we want. Sometimes we just want to be. And that is what I want is just to be. To move, to flow. Because life does have its ebbs and flows. And there is always something in each and every place. We were destined to do more than just survive. Destined to do more than just exist. Destined to do more than just struggle and delight in making small gains in situations that don't serve us. I wanted to hit everybody with this one because this has been on my heart for a minute. Um, Comparison. And just kind of knowing how and learning how to shut the voices off and listen to the still small voice that constantly beckons us. So, 
I'm not going to call myself an expert at this by any means. Just somebody that's learning. What I will say is in my experience, it's been like this. We're bombarded in most cases by things that we're not even interested in seeing. Whenever you sign on the computers, advertisements, you know, there's somebody doing something. Content, 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 content you'd asked for, content you didn't ask for. YouTube has a recommended page. You didn't even ask for half of that content. It's just there. I, Instagram has an explore page, which tells you about things that it thinks that you should be looking for. Its algorithm is ruthless. And I was just talking to one of the um, one of my young homies about that. The Instagram algorithm is ruthless. It doesn't care. All it knows is that you clicked one thing and it will show you more. If you happen to click on an ad about shoes, you're going to see nine or ten things about shoes. It doesn't care. It's only interested in doing one thing, keeping you on Instagram. And one thing that I know I had been falling guilty of is comparison. Man, comparison, 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 comparison. Who are you compared to? Who am I compared to? Man, that's been really, that, that really been, been beating me up. It's just this comparison. Even in my timeline, I'd been narrowing down my timeline and feed and things of that nature, but still ended up looking at people wondering, man, you know, friends has got podcasts and things that they're doing. And just like, bro, you still where you are, man. You know, you still doing this and you know, you, you barely getting this done and stuff like that. And you'd still, what's going on with you? How come you're not here? opportunities passing you by opportunity to do what oh. and sometimes it's like I can still hear my dad's voice in my head boy why aren't you why aren't you done this why aren't you done that why didn't you do this why didn't you do that and that critical voice still talking to me even when it comes to God and things of that nature how come you're not a better this? How come you're not focused on this? How come you're not doing what these people are doing? How come you're not doing what this person's doing? How come you didn't consider this? Yeah, I know you woke up today, but you didn't consider this. You should just be better. I started wondering what, what happened. What, why did I start feeling that way? Comparison can get under your skin in ways that you don't even expect. And it really been been affecting me. And, you know, there's a story in the Bible about a prophet who had done great works for God. You know, whether you think the Bible is a work of fiction or whatever you call it, bro, just call it a story. There's a story about a prophet who done great things for God. And he had just humiliated the current religion in the area. And he had struck a, as you'd say, a decisive victory for the Lord. And the queen of the time found out that her religion, because it was her religion, was destroyed. And she said, oh, are you going to visit my religion like this? I'm going to visit him with death. And she made a vow. She said, if I'm, she said, she said, you know, let worse happen to me or more so if that man ain't dead before the morning. And so I can imagine how dude felt. He's like, man, I'm just trying to do what God is telling me. You know, he had just come out of living in one place and confronted all these people. And he ran. He ran and 
He hid under the tree. He said, bro, just let me die. And I remember what it was like to feel that way. I had felt that way after a really um, messed up breakup situation that I'd had, you know, about nine, eight or nine years ago. Um, I had felt that way. And regardless of all the elements that took place, I know that that's how I felt about myself. And I remember just begging God, I said, God, just kill me, man. I didn't have the guts to do it myself. I was like, just kill me. And I imagine that prophet, you know, felt like he was doing everything right. And this is where I'm getting to, because there's a point in why I'm telling y'all this story. Eventually, you know, there was some sort of miraculous things that happened. You know, he ended up falling asleep and he got met by an angel and the angel gave him some food and said, you know, rest and eat. And so he got up and ate, went back to sleep. And then, uh, he, he ran, he ran 40 days and 40 nights and he ended up in this cave and he was hidden away from everybody. And he was hurt, man. He was upset. He was ashamed. He was dealing with all these things. And then it said a voice spoke to him. The voice of God and God said, why are you basically said, Elijah, why are you here? That was the prophet's name is Elijah. He said, Elijah, why are you here? And Elijah said, you don't see what's going on outside. He said, man, all them people, he said, I did what you did. And I live righteously for God and all this crazy stuff still happening. And he said, not to mention, I'm the only one that's living right for God. And I don't know how long, much more longer I'm going to be alive. And so check this out. God said, all right, I'm going to show you something. So he took him outside and he did three things in front of him. It's a little hard for me to remember the last one, but it was like an earthquake, a fire and a wind or something like that. And so it was like an earthquake happened and it said the Lord broke the earth in front of the Lord, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And I'm like, bro, it doesn't even make sense. How the Lord going to break something in front of him and not be in it? I'm like, bro, that don't even make no sense. And then it said, and then there was a fire and the fire flared up in front of the Lord, but the Lord wasn't in the fire and it was a great wind. And then the Lord wasn't in the wind. And I'm like, what is the point? That's got to be the most contradictory crap I've ever heard. The Lord broke the fire in front, broke the rocks in front of the Lord, but the Lord was not in the, not in the earthquake. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense. And then it gets to the end and it said, and after all of that came a still small voice. So what that got to do with anything that I just said. What does that have to do with anything I just said? Well, it kind of reminds me of Instagram. If you're a spiritual person, the algorithm's going to constantly throw you spiritual things. So if you're like, uh, uh, if you're into, you know, if you're into, say you're into crystal making or doing crystals, I have a few friends that love, you know, doing crystals, you're going to see all types of stuff about crystals, alchemy, energy, things like that. Um, if you are a Christian and you were in the Bible, you're going to see all types of Bible quotes and everybody saying Jesus is coming soon and things like that. If you're into cars, you're going to see nothing about car, you know, nothing but cars and low riders and things like that. And they are all there, but they are not oftentimes what we're looking for. The loud thing is not always what we're looking for. So I'm getting to the point in which I'm saying that. 
first and foremost, the, 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 the story told me that everything that we think the creator is involved in, he may have to do with it, but it's not necessarily involved in directly. And if one would consider that God speaks, God speaks to us wanting to speak to us directly. And when he does speak, he speaks to us gently, speaks to us in a still, small, quiet, gentle voice. Some call it the voice of intuition. You know, some call it a lot of different things. But I believe that when God and for me, you know, that's the Holy Spirit for me. So if the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, it's going to be in a gentle, small, quiet almost feminine in nature voice. Does that mean that femininity is quiet? I want to make that clear. No, I'm just trying to make a point for the reference of the story. So what does that mean? Just because something is loud and there's a lot of voices, it doesn't necessarily mean that those voices are conducive to what it is that you need to know at that moment. And Elijah in that cave, I know man was feeling scared and lonely and tired and angry and alone. And he had this crazy experience where the rocks and all this stuff is being broken, smashed in front of him. And yet it doesn't have anything to do with the lesson that God is trying to teach him in that moment. And then when he hears a still small voice, that's like God saying, when you're away from all those things is when you start to hear what it is that I'm really telling you. So it's proof that we can go looking for something. We can go looking for the loud voice. We can go looking for the loud trumpeting voice that tells us what we need to do. We can go looking to have lots of voices in our head, just like I talked about the critical voice, the angry voice, the voice of comparison, all those voices that tell us, yeah, but do you measure up to this? Yes, but do you have that? Yeah, but are you like this? The celebrity voices, the music videos that tell you you should have a bunch of cash walking around. You should have a bunch of gold chains or whatever it is, even if it's just somebody that means you well. And it's constantly sending you scriptures or sending you positivity quotes and stuff because they feel that you should be better off than you are. That is a voice. And sometimes it's a voice just like the voice of the loud voice, the trumpeting voice, the earthquake. Sometimes it's just like the wind. Sometimes it's just like the fire. And God pulls us away. So that we can have an opportunity to be still and hear what God is really saying to us. Now, I didn't say what the still small voice said to Elijah, but then the next scripture said that Elijah went back to the cave after he had this experience. And the voice asked him the same question and said, what are you, why are you here? And Elijah repeated himself. He said, look, I'm, I'm crazy for God. I do all these things for God. I do these, this and that. And I basically ain't getting no rewards. And this time the voice gave him this time he hears instructions. Now you say, well, what's the difference between the two scenarios before this point in the Bible? Elijah had never had an experience with the still small voice because he was still only able to hear God according to what he knew. So whomever and however it is you are seeking solace in life, you are seeking something. You are not, it it makes it very difficult for us to hear. When we're surrounded by other voices that are telling us what we think what, what it thinks it needs to hear. And Instagram and Facebook, all those things are constantly telling us and constantly feeding us things that 
truthfully, we may not even need to hear. Just like that earthquake and just like that and, 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 and the fire and all that stuff. And this time he gets instructions and this time he's able to hear it. And God tells him to do a, a, a particular things. He said, no, first of all, let me tell you, you're not alone. There are 2000 other people that agree with you. You just haven't met them yet. And then it tells him to do a couple of things. It says, now go do this and go do that and go do this. And everything's going to get better for you. So for me, what's that meant for me? I've been really working on trying to silence the voices. It's not has anything to do with Instagram because Instagram at the end of the day just mirrors the voices I have in my own head. Sometimes we're unconsciously and subconsciously looking to find things that will validate our experiences and things we've been through so that we can feel justified in whatever things we're experiencing. And oftentimes God is speaking to us, even if we don't really even know him, he's speaking to us and saying, there's a better way than this. But sometimes it's difficult to hear when you think that God is just in this and God is in that. And, you know, the creator is in this and, you know, source is in this. Sometimes. It's not there. And. That's one thing I'd been looking at for my own life is, all right, how much of this is what I'm projecting outside and how much of this is just God trying to get my attention about what's in here? Because maybe that's the voice I'm looking for. And maybe as I find that voice, I can find the footing that I'm looking for and understand that I don't have to be in control and fix every single thing that's going on there. If I am listening, things will get better because as Elijah did what he did, immediately things got better for him. He went, found the person he was supposed to find, bam, blessed him, bam, God bless, bam. And so it's saying, well, what does it mean? It gives us the opportunity to be quiet and silence those voices in our heads, to silence the part of us that says, you must behave in according to this way. The part that comes in other people when they tell you and mirror those voices in your own head. Because truthfully, a lot of times people are just projecting their own reality. They're projecting their own fears and the things that they're dealing with. And they're not even talking to you at that moment. They may be talking to a younger version of themselves. They're not even talking to you. They're saying, I need you to do this so that I can feel X. And it's not personal, but dang it if it don't feel that way a lot of times. So what do we do? What do we do? We make choices. We sit with our feelings and we try to sit with our feelings. And I can tell you that even trying to sit with your feelings is a step towards sitting with your feelings. If you try enough, you will. Even just sitting for a second. Measuring a breath. And looking at what feelings are in your body. That's one step towards doing so. A lot of it, though, is 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 taking directed steps that mirror what you ultimately want. What result do you actually want here? And sometimes the result is I just want to feel like I am something. 
And for better or for worse, one step at a time, that's what it is. It's usually a lot of the things in which we experience are not actually external scenarios, but they're usually internal projections based on what we may think is an external scenario. And so the more that we work on those patterns of program thinking, the more open we are to what and who we really are and who God really is. So if you're somebody that was interested in loving God, whatever that is, you can't even do that unless you love first. So it's all just about trying to, being open to, finding connection. And some of that comes in silencing the voices that always have something to say, just like the earthquake and the fire and things of that nature. Sometimes the voice isn't loud. And sometimes you have to be in a situation where there's quiet in order for you to hear. And for everybody that is listening, it's good that you know that maybe listening is the first step. And maybe just like Elijah, we ain't as alone as we think we are. One thing I say about the Bible, it was written by human beings, inspired by God, but written by human beings. If you believe like the Bible says, inspired by God, but written by human beings, it was not written by omni, by omnipotence and omnipresence. It was written by people who were just trying to figure it out themselves. So maybe this is a word that's inspired. I don't know. Maybe it's just somebody just trying to be real. So I just want to encourage everybody, man, your voice matters. And the way we start to hear our voice is to silence the other ones. And we silence the other ones by noticing that there are other ones in the first place. So Instagram, the news, things of those nature, advertisements, those are all voices. And a lot of times they just mirror the voices that are in our own hearts and heads, which tell us things that we've been told. And they only tell us those things because that's what they were told to. I genuinely know and believe that my dad and all the things he did did not mean me not a shred of harm. He just was doing to the best of his ability, according to what he was told and what he understood about life. And he can be loved for that. And he can also be who he was, and I can be who I am. So I just thank God for everybody, man. I thank y'all, and I appreciate y'all for pulling up, for being a part of this program, and just for following me on my journey. I'm interested, man. I'm going to probably have some people at, at a certain point start coming in, and we're going to do some some uh some interviews and stuff because man I got I got some stuff that I really want to be able to get into and talk about and I really feel like yo you guys are going to appreciate what it is that's going to come cuz again these conversations man they're just conversations for me paying forward 
So I love y'all, man. I'm very grateful and I speak life over everybody, man, that, you know, everybody would have the opportunity to see their most authentic self, the self that they were created to be before they even understood that regardless of where they are in life and where you are in life, that this is not the end of your story. And that there are greater and more authentic things to come. So I speak that in Jesus' name. Amen. I love y'all, man. Y'all have a good rest of y'all day, night, whenever it is that you happen to listen to this. Um, this podcast should be available in just about every place, every region. Um, and as time passes, it's going to get on more platforms. So um, if y'all are interested in, in keeping track of what I do on social media and things like that, uh, you can look me up at Pay It Forward Radio, uh, at Pay It Forward Radio. So you can look me up there. And um, I have a group, a non-religious group that, you know, we just kind of meet up and we, we, we speak life over each other. We encourage each other and we pray about different things. Um, it's not really a group again, that is, it's not a religious thing. It's just people that come together. We do this Monday through Friday on zoom from 10 to 11. Um, we do it Wednesdays from five to six and we do it Fridays also at one from one to two. Every one of them's different, man. We'd be happy to have y'all if y'all want to pull up. So that is going to be in, there's going to be a link in the description of this podcast. If you ever want to come through and just see and interact with us personally interact with me personally you feel me but i just want to tell y'all um i love y'all and i hope and speak that y'all have a great rest of y'all day and have a really authentic one so pay it forward gang stay up i'm gonna see y'all when i see y'all all right peace